Well, hello there. This is Let Me Know How It Is, a podcast about all things geek. For its 20th anniversary, we spotlight the straight-to-video feature Batman Beyond Return of the Joker. Thanks for listening. So this is our first topic to actually focus on an aspect of the Timverse as a topic. For those who don't know what the Timverse is, it's essentially a shared universe of the DC animated cartoons that ran from Batman the Animated Series through Justice League Unlimited. Why it's called the Timverse? It's called that because it's named after producer Bruce Tim, who was the common producer through all of those shows. So with that said, I'm a very excited Zach Slater. I'm Frank Melman. This is Tommy Smithereens. And I'm Clifton. All right. So uh, warning to everybody, this is going to be a long setup. So buckle in, everyone. Um, Batman Beyond Return of the Joker is a straight to video uh, movie that spun out of the popular Batman Beyond animated series that aired on Kids WB in the late 1990s. In case you don't know the concept of Batman Beyond, it takes place 50 years after the events of Batman the Animated Series and sees a new teenage Batman named Terry McGinnis don the cowl in a futuristic bat suit to battle new villains in a futuristic Gotham City. He's aided by an 80-something-year-old Bruce Wayne as his mentor, man in the chair, and occasional culture clasher. So, Return of the Joker features the voices of Will Friedle, Kevin Conroy, Mark Hamill, Angie Harmon, and Dean Stockwell. It has story credits for Bruce Timm, Glenn Murkami, and Paul Dini, who all produced this film and the series, along with Alan Burnett. Paul Dini would double as screenwriter for this project as well, and Kurt Gaeta is the director of this movie. Uh, he was a series director on the show's first season but was pulled from directing rotation to work on this film as the production team was simultaneously in production for the show's second season and this movie. A lot of work, it sounds like. So, uh, Return of the Joker is a bit of an interesting production history. The movie exists in two versions, the original release and an unrated, uncut edition, which came out two years later and has since become the definitive version of the film. We'll get into some of what the changes are, but what some of you probably already know if you're into this film is that it is heavily edited uh the original version it had some heavy edited mandates from executive to tamp down some of the darker elements of which there are lots to make it more kid friendly <laughs> um online you could find two different release dates october 31st 2000 and december 12th 2000 details are a little bit funny about this but what i'm guessing happened here this is just my theory is that october 31st was most likely the original release date and then the cut orders came and then it got pushed back till December so that they had time to do all, all the edits and cuts to, to make it more kid friendly. So that explains why December is the actual release date, uh, which is 20 years ago this week. So I'm excited to get into it. Let's do it. Uh, what do you guys think after rewatching this? And uh, actually, tell us which, ver which version you guys rewatched first. I watched the uncut. Okay. That was one that I had available. I, um, I, I was you know, looking for it. I, I thought I had somewhere that I had both versions, but I couldn't find the, 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 the highly uh, edited one. So I watched the uncut one again. I still love it. It's still one of my favorite uh, Bruce, Tim, Paul Dini pieces ever done. Um, I really just think it's one of the best that they, they, you know, for their collaborate, you know, all that stuff that they did collaboratively, like I, even for something like Batman beyond, I like as a series, it's not my favorite of all their, th their stuff. But it definitely is one of the best, I think the best things they did together is this particular uh, direct-to-video movie. Okay. Interesting. Okay, so you did Uncut. I did Uncut as well. Tommy Clifton, which one did you guys do? 
No, I did uncut. I think I've only ever seen the PG-13 version. So I did find it streaming on Tubi, the streaming, the free streaming service. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they, they have the PG-13 running there currently for free to watch for mm-hmm. anyone who wants to go watch it. Interesting. Because I was surprised that it wasn't on like HBO Max. And, is, and as far as I know, it's not still on. Is DC Universe still a thing or is that done? DC it's Universe still is still a thing. Yeah. And I okay. think it was on HBO Max until like a few weeks ago. Uh, I think okay. it had been on, on there and then got pulled. Because I had that moment of, I can't believe that I can't go on DC Max or HBO Max <laughs> immediately and go watch it. That really was kind of annoying to me. I had to watch it on, through our, our, our local uh, on-demand cable stuff. Okay. Which is not right. a big deal. I mean, it's, you know, there are bigger problems in the world, obviously. Right. But it's still one of those, you know, I, I, I was very surprised that it was not there and right, yeah. readily available. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just kind of annoying how all this DC stuff keeps shuffling on and off of HBO Max for now. Yeah. Hopefully they, they find a permanent home and keep it there. It does. Mm. It's hard to keep track of where all of it is, but, yep. you know, I'm sure it's all going to be HBO Max soon. <laughs> Eventually. Shortly. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So I actually don't know what the the differences are between oh, wow. unrated, the unrated version and the, the PG-13 version, because I think I've only ever seen the PG-13 version. Oh, you've never seen the Uncensored? I don't think so. There's, there's a, a lot. There's, um, yeah. I took notes on that. There's, there's even changes that, that are not very obvious yeah. even still. So, uh, so I'm going to recommend a video. We'll put it up on let me know how it is.com for you guys to check out. Um, there's a video that's on YouTube. That's every change like side by side. They have, they have the uncut version and the original version sort of like side by side. And they'll show you like the dialogue changes and, and you'll see that there's even like there's punches cut out of fight scenes and stuff yep. like that to kind of like yeah. tone down the violence. It's, it's yeah. funny. It's interesting. interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I looked at that video. I took notes as to what exactly they took out and it's crazy to see what they added to. Like for mm-hmm. example, they put seatbelts in when Terry and <laughs> right. Terry's in the Batmobile or when yeah. he's driving um, Bruce Wayne. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's stuff like anything blood related. It's taken out completely. Yeah, right. that's that was a big one that I remember from the the original because I when I was still working at the comic shop that we were like when this first came out and that was the thing was you watch the video cassette you know that's how old this is um, and then I remember uh, Zach and I were talking about this earlier the idea that when I, w- I remember at conventions for a while the uncut was making the rounds before it came out officially so you could like buy it unofficially bootlegged at, at shows to get the um, to get the uncut one. And then I was, you know, and again, it's, it's such a stark difference. And I don't even want to, I, I wish I had known Cliff's because I don't really want to talk on <laughs> what the differences are because they're pretty, they're pretty stark in some scenes. Yeah. No, but, it's all right. It's all right. You, I'm, okay. I'm interested. So you can talk about it. But yeah, the blood is one thing. You know, there's a big difference between the two that, that fight scene in the middle, in the middle, basically when you get the, 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 the Batman, the new adventure stuff, that one's a, a big deal is the blood. And then the knife going into Batman's knee isn't yeah. in the uncut. Right. And that's basically the stuff, that's like, the stuff that looks like the, 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 the new adventures of Batman stuff, which I just it's all Batman, the animated series to me. So right. I just say that, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just, well, but if we're making the distinction, it's the red sky stuff. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's the kids WB stuff when it jumped up, when they were doing like Superman at the same time, production right. wise. Yeah. yeah. When you get, when you get the shark eyes, Joker design and, you yeah. know, bulkier that, Batman, right. Yeah. Bulkier yeah. Batman. And then, you know, uh, Catwoman's, you know, every, you know, the, this, the, the much more, the noose around the next scarecrow, all that stuff comes through that. Yeah. But like, that's one of the things is, you know, they, they kind of like hint at later on is the reason why Bruce walks with the cane is from that fight. 
you know, he got knifed in the knee and that basically screwed things up for him. That was one of the, you know, the final straws that stopped him from being Batman. Um, when he finds out when, when he finds out what has been done to Tim, Batman just throws a pocket knife like directly at the Joker's like throat or <laughs> <Yeah>. face. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. that's that's taken out of the the um of the the edited one so it's just like but the a, whole the hole it leaves is right. still in the original right it's still that's there. interesting right so so behind joker's head in the original there's a hole in the curtain right and in the uncut <laughs> that hole you see the hole is there because batman throws a knife at him so it's interesting mm-hmm. that like in the original that 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 it's just you know it's fine like it mm-hmm. just has a hole in it who cares right but, <laughs> but yeah but that's the that's the reason yeah, yeah. So the idea that, that the idea that Batman like basically you know chose a killing blow at that moment is interesting. You know the fact that we we actually see it happen. Yeah, and then it's also how um, Joker dies. That yeah, was com- that, completely redone. That's a big the, one. Uh, yeah. um, the original, in which um, instead of um, Robin pulling out the gun and shooting him, he throws the gun away. You see Bruce smile. He rushes the Joker, pushes into like uh, uh, chemicals in which he inadvertently entraps himself in, slips and gets electrocuted off scene or off camera. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's never and then in in subsequent in in later scenes, um, when discussed, when Joker's death is discussed, it says Robin defeats. They never outright (laughs) say he shot him like in the original version says. Right. Yeah. Right. I don't think we we don't even get the I, I can't remember I haven't watched the uncut and so the yeah the the edited one in so long we don't mm-hmm. even get the last line from the Joker do we? No, it's edited out. No, yeah, no, yeah, because because you see him slip. He's soaking wet in the original, and right, he slips and then he falls like onto onto the switch, and then it cuts away to like Batgirl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you hear him screaming, screaming, which, and that's which, all you hear. You know, it's 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 not the same, and and you know, but. It's still an effective death to me. Like I, oh, like sure. I still remember even because I saw the original first uh, right. when I was younger. I was like, "Ooh!" Like, <laughs> right. you know, it, it's it's sold completely by Hamill's scream as mm-hmm. the Joker. I'm like, "Oh God!" Like it's it just sounds awful. Oh um, sure, yeah. yeah. And then you see the uncut, and then it's like, "Oh wow!" Like that's it's so much worse what they did with it. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh yeah, yeah. And then not to skip over that scene a lot, but there's an earlier scene that they took out as well with Bonk the Clown. Yeah. In which he gets killed, and <laughs> how they edited that is almost masterful. Because when I saw the um, the edited version, I just thought he like got knocked out and they threw him away. You know, mm-hmm. it, at, at no point did I feel that he was um, dead. But right. they took out the entire scene where he said he he looks at Bonk and says, "Oh, you're dead." Right. <laughs> he just says it. Right. But yeah, yeah, it's it's more explicit in in the uncut because he shoots the. Like, if if you haven't seen it, we're going to spoil it. Uh, right. <laughs> the gun, which has got the orange tip around it, which I like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, it's a toy, <laughs> which right. is interesting. Um, And it's it's the bang flag, you know, right. like the Joker that you've seen Joker shoot a hundred times, that you know, as a, as a gag. But then the flag is like a harpoon. Right. That shoots out of it. And then and it goes into Bonk's chest like one of the henchmen and, and dies. That's in the uncut. Right. But in the in the original. It, it it looks like he's gassed. So right. I, so I always assumed in the original that he died too, just because we don't see him again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's got and he's got the 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 grin, mm-hmm. but he's twitching and stuff in there, which is. <laughs> but it's it's the same gun from the flashback in the present in the in the future, right? Yeah, yeah, okay, it, yeah. That's I mean that's the thing is that you know I think it's interesting too is the idea that it's the exact same gun. 
So, mm. but which is interesting. Um, again, as, as we're going to spoil this, when you think about the the reveal, mm-hmm. you know that they're both the, the same ones. But uh, yeah, I, I I always thought when watching the the edited version that it's it's we had that moment of usually you get that moment with the Joker victim, you know, basically laughs himself to death. And then right. the grin appears and then we kind of like don't have that happen, but he has the grin. So maybe it was, I thought, I don't know, in my mind, I, I guess I thought it was kind of a streamlined death. Right. Even though it's still okay. kind of a classic Joker death. Yeah. Yeah. You're talking about the harpoon? Yeah. I'm, I'm talking about in the, in the edited version when he dies, it looks, because it, it's kind of a thing where you, you know, it's almost, you don't really get, the, again, you don't get that classic laugh to death bit with right. the Joker. Well, yeah, I mean, but even with the harpoon death, what gets me too is that he's smiling there also, and I'm just like, oh, okay, I guess it's treated or something, right? Exactly. Like, like, like it's it's, uh, it's dipped in a toxin tip. or something yeah. like it's that, like yeah. a poison dart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 The, That's yeah. crazy. The crazy part too with the edits is what they subtly do right. in those edits. Like, for example, remember that scene in which um, Terry sees Ace watching cartoons for some reason? Yes. <laughs> Yeah, yeah I, like, I like. I love. I don't know why I love that scene of him watching that. But in the one, in the in the uncut, it's Bugs Bunny, right? Oh no! In both, it's Bugs Bunny. It's the but, same cartoon. Okay. Yes, but the glaring difference in what is being said from the cartoon. Now, mind you, the funny part is I think both lines are from the cartoon. But yeah, in are. the unedited version, um, the dog that's in the ground says, "Um, I wish I were dead." Right. Yeah. As to think that's what Ace is saying. Mm-hmm. But in the edited version, he says, I don't deserve to live. Right. Ooh. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That was like, huh, I missed that. Well, I should have looked up what Looney Tunes cartoon is. I remember it. Like, I remember watching right. that one as a kid. But yeah, the setup is the dog thinks that, that he killed Bugs Bunny and he's sobbing. And he's mm-hmm. like, I don't deserve to live. Yes. Right. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's, it is interesting that. That in both versions that they cut to a different, they, they use different audio from the same cartoon in different mm-hmm. spots. But I like that scene just to, like, I, I like the weirdness of that jump cut. Yeah, but, it's jarring watching yeah. it going, being in one cartoon and going all of a sudden <laughs> to a different cartoon of a different style. Completely. Yes. Yeah. But, you know, I like that Terry's checking up on Ace because there is a. You know, if you watch the show, there's there's a, a, a little bit of a, a contemptuous relationship with them, right? There's mm-hmm, there's yeah. you know, Ace does not love Terry. And right, I yeah. like that that <laughs> yeah. that it's a it's a nice close scene where he's you know, he's checking up on him. And even though like he's the dog is watching TV, it it's it's such a dog pose. Right. You know what I mean? That like that I see my dogs in there. I'm like, oh like <laughs> you know <laughs> right. Like, yeah. I mean, they do share an adventure in the in the series in an episode that that brings them closer together. Yeah, mm-hmm. Ace is one of my favorite additions to Batman Beyond. It's a good choice. You know, in gen- yeah, in general, like I think yeah. the idea that Bruce giving up, uh, uh, quitting, like hanging it all up and everything, and and just being sort of like an old man in the house, and right. you know, he's you know he's got a dog. Right. Doesn't have Alfred. <laughs> doesn't have any. Doesn't have yeah. any of the Bat family with him anymore. He's got a dog. Yeah, he's living in a, he basically lives in a mansion full of ghosts with a dog. Yeah, it's, that's how I always that's how I always look at that when when they, when he's you know when they finally see him in the first episode. I always yeah. think of that. I'm like, nope, a lot of ghosts, a lot of demons, and that dog. I, I mean, I like the fact that, uh, and I was talking a little bit of this with Tommy before we were were doing this. There's a lot of like influence stuff, mm-hmm. like from Batman Beyond the, the Return of the Joker that I think is kind of interesting. That basically, um, 
you know, you don't really, you might not really think about it at the time, but as if time has gone on and stuff that's been added to Batman, mm-hmm. like Ace isn't a new thing. Ace has been around for, as, a, as, a, as a character, quote unquote, from the 50s. Classic Ace the Bat Hound. Mm-hmm. Ace mm-hmm. the Bat Hound since the Silver Age. But in, um, in Tomasi's run of Batman and Robin, you get Titus, which is a lot more, the, the, another dog that they get for him, for Damien that Bruce gets, you know, because a boy needs a dog. And it's one of those things where Titus is much more like the the Batman Beyond version of Ace. Yeah. Right? Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah absolutely. Like, you know, and it's one of those things where I think it's, 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 you know, I was again talking to Tommy about some of the stuff that's, I mean, there's other stuff too I can mention. Do you want me to start mentioning influence or should I wait till later? Well, I mean, so really quick, I want to, I want to finish up though. Is, so is there anything in the original that, that you think is better than how they handled it in, in the uncut? I'm just curious. Um, I like to say it's just how the fight scenes are handled. Mm-hmm. Now, mind you, in the original, they had um anything that was over sexualized in mm-hmm. a small sense, or even um made anything that bru- over brutalized women mm-hmm. were taken out. So that one, no. But just certain fight scenes that were just gratuitous, in which the characters pummeled till he can't fight anymore. Like for example, they take anything with. Um, Terry's girlfriend, I can't think of her name real quick. Dana. 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 Her hair's being pulled when they try to stop mm-hmm. her. Um, whenever the DDs fight, the scenes aren't as long as what they are. Like he yeah. he beats them, but they don't really emphasize that in the edited version. Mm. Um and then there's one scene at the yacht which one of the DDs lays in the bed just waiting for um Pierce to uh is it Pier- Jefferson Pierce to come in? I think that's his name. Jordan no, no, Price. Jordan. Jordan Peace. I'm thinking yeah. Black Lightning. Wow. Um, <laughs> yeah, Jordan Price. Yeah. Jordan right. Price. Thank you. Is coming in and she's like laying there waiting for him seductively. That's taken out. Hmm. I like that scene. I'm glad that that one got put back in. I, uh, yeah. Yeah, well, I'm, yeah. I'm with you on some of the fights. I think, uh, you know, I mean, it's, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to blanket statement either that I like the fights better in the original or I like the mm-hmm. fights better in the uncut. I think, uh-huh. I think that there's, I, I like a little bit of both of them. There are some times in the uncut where I feel like this, like this may be going on a little too long. And I think some of the cuts might have, might have been, you know, uh, gratuitous. In a, no, in a I mean, I, th- I think that, I think that some of them were, 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 were well done. Oh, yeah. I think I like that. I like the seatbelts. Yeah. 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 It's a, yeah, it's yeah. a stupid, <laughs> weird thing, yeah. but I, I like that the seatbelts are in the original yeah. because no, no. It's For flipped. me, animation's all about details. It's flipped. Right. The seatbelts weren't in the original. Yeah, they cut. They're, they cut the seatbelts out in the uncut, right? But but they, they well, basically, they made them put it in for the yes. original. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and it's one of those things where like it just it just looks like there's more care put into it that that it's there. Like I like having it there. So it's a stupid small little thing, but I like it better. <laughs> right. Why, you know. What I was going to say was about the oversexualized stuff, like when, when, when Batgirl is, is look, when they're looking for, you know, in the three weeks that, that uh, Tim is gone with the Joker and Harley, they go, there's one point in the uncut where uh, Barbara goes to talk to, you know, clearly they're supposed to be hookers. That's what they're supposed to be, right? And yeah, and the uncut. Standing on the street corner. Yeah. yeah. And it, so, there's supposed to be the designs where, the, and it's funny that the one, I'm like, even rewatching before I read about this. One of the designs was a design for Black Canary. Like it looks like the classic <laughs> Black Canary look. And that they said that in the in the cen- in the in the censored or the edited one, they change it just to a generic man and woman. Like she's just talking to people on the street. Like, have you seen Robin? Yeah. Kind of thing, kind of a moment, which I thought was funny. 
Yeah, I mean, I, there, there's all kinds of like it, it, it's surprising how many of like little things are in there that that that, that got tweaked around. I mm. think like for me too, I I like the brutality of the Joker Batman fight mm-hmm. in the flashback sequence, you know, in, right. in, in in the new Batman Adventures Red Sky moment, right? But when he stabs him in the leg, it does make me go. I wonder really if that's if that should have been the point where Batman gets the limp, because in Batman Beyond, Mm. 80 something year old Bruce Wayne has a limp. Right. And he walks around with a cane. And so the idea was and and you never get an explanation for it in the show or anything like that. It's just no, you just you just to presume like, oh, it's just wear and tear of him fighting crime for so long that he's a little banged up. But the interesting thing is about like the limp there is that like presumably and we know that like Bruce continues after this. Right. Right. right? Because the pilot episode of, of Batman Beyond is Batman is Bruce in, in his what I guess in his 50s at this point. Right. Probably, probably. Like in the futuristic bat suit, like still fighting crime. And so that's one of those things where I, I think the I think the leg stabbing might be better to not have in it yeah. for that reason. I'm always amazed you know? when he throws him through the the theater because they're in an. That's the other thing about it that I noticed that I guess I never really put together before was all this is taking place in Arkham, but it's also taking place this the the, the Batman the animated part with the, with the Joker and the reveal about Tim. It's all taking place in an operating theater, mm-hmm. and the fact that when he throws him where the through the where the window with the projectors and the and that where he basically the Joker bounces off those boxes to me is always one of those of like ugh. Like we yeah. don't really see that kind of moment in those in those you know in that series or those series for that matter, right? I mean, obviously we see a fair amount of violence, but that was one that I'm even still now like even watching it. You know, I was like, oh god, that's tough. Yeah, I'm with you. There's a couple like unintended, like oh yeah, or maybe it's intended. I don't know. I mean, I've never heard them speak on it, but like when Bonk has the harpoon in his chest, then they pull him off the table. Yeah, and, like it looks like he falls on top of it. <laughs> yeah yeah right i'm like oh god <laughs> you know yeah oh yeah and the same when joker dies like he falls forward like onto his chest I'm like oh god <laughs> yeah oh, yeah that made yeah. it worse that definitely if he wasn't if he wasn't bad off before you know yeah. he's definitely done now so when and it was one of those things where it just from a standpoint of, of getting into the story part of it i was watching it when i watched the opener and, and then and before they get the credits i'm amazed at how much like voice talent we have right off the bat yeah like, because Bonk is isn't Bonk Henry Rollins? Yeah, <laughs> like that yeah, always that always makes me laugh. Because the only other thing I thought he did for animated stuff for DC was he's Cliff Steele in Brave and the Bold, right? When they do when they do Doom Patrol, isn't it him? I think he's Mad Stan also in okay. Batman Beyond. Okay, it's been a while since I've seen Batman Beyond the series, so he's 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 popped up in things, other mm-hmm. things like he's Kilowog in um. Emerald Knights. Oh, that's right. The video. No, you're yeah. right. That's right. I couldn't think of it. He's really good as Kilowog too. I yeah. really like him in that. Yeah. But it's like him and like you get Rosenbaum, Michael Rosenbaum doing his uh, Christopher Walken as Ghoul, <laughs> which is pretty great, which is just fun. It's a good Christopher uh, Walken. Yeah. It is. It's solid. And then Melissa Joan Hart is Dee Dee and Dee Dee, yeah. <laughs> which is good. D and D. Yeah. Yes. D and D. No, I'm, I'm, I'm just like, the thing about, like, I love about the open is I, I, it's one of those things where a lot of times you'll get, you know, even with the Jokers, you get a lot of generic looking Jokers throughout the series, but for whatever reason, like, they, like, something like time and care was put into the development of the, like the, the design of these particular characters. And I'm always amazed that nobody at DC has, has, has brought them back to anything. They're not like, you know, I mean, if we can have, 
and I say that as something like when we have like characters like the, 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 the they find a way to bring the Fatal Five into the main main time stream. So there's right. no reason why they couldn't do the same thing with these characters. I just think visually they look really cool and different than most of your typical Joker henchmen or henchwomen for that matter. Yeah, yeah. From from the Joker gang. Yes. Except Terminal. Except for Terminal. In the uh, Terminal, I do love that episode. He's yeah. great. I love the Terminal design too. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> but Which was one of the episodes in the regular series. Mm. But yeah, a lot of the Jokers just kind of have a more generic design. So seeing right. each one of these Joker gangs with such a distinct design is interesting. And the, and the spliced one. And yeah, Hyena, that's what I was going to say. throwback to a, the splicing yeah, episode. Yeah, yeah, that's what I like too. There's a nice little world building bit with that too. Where mm-hmm. like, he's like, the Jokers are splicing now. and, and <laughs> Yeah. No, you that's know. a good bit. I like that too. It's a good, you know, it's a nice little callback to, you know, what we've seen in the series. The Chimera episode, I think is what mm-hmm. it was called in the regular series, where people were splicing animal DNA and no, becoming spli- like animal people. It's Splicers. Is it Splicers? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No. I think it's the first episode of season two, if I'm not, I could be wrong okay. about that one, but yeah, it's a, it's a good one. It's a standout. Right. Yeah. I want to get into really quick why Joker coming back is so big for right. this. And, right. and I think the gut reaction is to, well, Joker's Batman's arch enemy. So of course it's a really big thing. Just the, just by nature of it being the Joker, it's a big story, but the producers had an edict of, when they were when they were planning out Batman Beyond that they didn't want to do just like futurized versions of the rogues gallery. They didn't want to do right. like Riddler Beyond and Two-Face Beyond and Catwoman Beyond and stuff like that. So they were very, very picky about about uh, when villains showed back up. So I'm not going to say that like it never happened because you do see some guys that Bruce fought pop mm. up in the show. But Generally speaking, I mean, they, they were they were very, very strict about like, we want to create new villains and we want Terry to have his own rogues gallery and stuff right. like that. So so this was all this is a big like, oh, OK. They're actually like like going to the well and pulling out like a big villain from Bruce's from Bruce's day, which which is, you know, just something that they didn't want to do on the show very often. Mm-hmm. So it's big for that reason, too. Yeah, it's one of those things where I, I like the idea of. Because at first, Terry's kind of flippant about the idea of, of you know, the Joker being back at all, mm-hmm. which I like in the, in the idea that, you know, it's it's very much, no pun intended, the idea is no laughing matter. Everyone, you know, Barbara and, and Bruce are not, you know, nobody thinks it's a good idea that, that, that the Joker, you know, not a Jokers or somebody in a gang or someone just, you know, latching onto it. Someone actually is um, wanting to be, you know, or claiming to be the Joker is a big deal. You know, and the fact that Terry doesn't get that quite at first is 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 interesting. I mean, granted, it's kind of teenage, you know, and eh, what do you guys know moment. But um, it's one of those moments, again, where I think it's interesting that it's it, this movie is not talked about more. Again, like I was talking a little bit about, I was teasing the idea that I, I had a lot of influence comes, I think, comes out of this that it doesn't get credit for. Mm. Like, for example, I think um, the idea, I mean, it's it, the idea that the Joker's alone is a big deal. I think is something that like you can see like in, um, like in the Watchmen series, like the the HBO series, the idea mm-hmm. that someone would emulate, you know, obviously the Rorschach that we know it, through the comic is not something to you know necessarily emulate, but the way that it can be turned. I mean, granted, they're all basically emulating the Joker, but it's a similar situation, right? I mean, right. I could argue. I think you could argue the fact that that the the Rorschach or the, the people that are wearing Rorschach mask in, in the HBO series is similar to the idea of the the Joker's in, in Batman Beyond or in the Return of the Joker. 
Right. And that's just one. I mean, that was just one. I had others too. Okay. No, go ahead. Okay. And I want to hear it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So that was just one. That was one that I thought was kind of interesting. Um, and we could talk about the other one that I thought was kind of was was uh, um, stood out to me uh, watching it again and now you know after all this other stuff has come along was that you get some you know there's been some ideas about the Joker being immortal or being you know or like if you've read three Jokers the idea that you know there's a mm. way for the Joker to be exist outside of being you know just the right. original Joker or even Tommy like in the Arkham game right. We've talked about that too, where the Joker is able to like, similar idea to three Jokers, right? Where it can exist yeah. outside of being the original. It's it's one of those things where I think that really this is like the place you, if you're going to tree it back to its source. I mean, this is one of the first times I can remember that someone, you know, and again, we're spoiling it. So if you haven't seen it, you know, now's a good time to go watch it. Um, the idea that someone else, you know, through through genetics or through genetic engineering or, you know, a combination of science and genetic engineering could be the Joker. You know, it starts here. I mean, I, I mean, I'm, I'm. I kept thinking today about: is it possible that I'm not, I'm not missing some other story? No, no, I, I agree with you. It definitely starts there. Well, I like the fact of how they rule out all the other obvious tropes of mm-hmm. when a, a hero, uh, excuse me, uh, a person is resurrected, where Terry's in the car talking to Bruce is like, what is it, robot? I mean, he right. just throws out <laughs> right. all the outlandish things that people bring back in order to uh, justify his return without mm-hmm. um, having aged. 30 right. years upon his return. Yeah, yeah. spend an animation, you stuck in a nice, nice flow for <laughs> yeah. thousands of years or whatever, mm-hmm. hundred years. Yeah, I like that bit too. But it's just one of those things where it just, it sort of struck me as like, oh, well, that's where, you know, that could be a place where this comes from is the idea that, you know, rather than the Joker lives forever, because, you know, for the longest time in the comics, there was no body with the Joker, so that you figured when the Joker looked like he might have died, you know, it's just a matter of time before he pops back up again. Yeah. This is one of the first places where they really were just like, yeah, but let's figure out a better way to do that than just being, um, you know, we give you, and, and when you talk about the tropes of it, the other thing I thought that was interesting was the fact that, you know, the big red herring in it is the idea that it's, it's Jordan, it's Jordan, uh, Jordan Price, right? Yeah. yeah. They go, cause they, cause they go out of the way to kind of, you know, he looks sort of, you know, angler face, kind of like the Joker. Obviously uh-huh. they have Mark Campbell's voicing him, mm-hmm. you know, and they hit it a couple times, the idea that it may be him, but. You know, it's just it's just a red herring and, and, and a means to you know. And the other thing is that Bruce doesn't like him, and he doesn't seem to like Bruce. So he's just yeah. shifty. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He's kind of a shifty kind of. He has a guy. motivation to get to get Bruce out of there. Right. Right. Yeah. As well. Yeah. Right. Well, it's funny because um, that was a deleted scene in which mm-hmm. they uh, step into a little bit more, where you get the inkling that it could have been him. Okay. Yeah. And then that's when, and then uh, it, if you ever get the chance to see the deleted scene, that's also on YouTube. Okay. But uh, it, it, I'm glad they took it out because the second half of the scene, it shows Bruce uh, verifying that the Joker's dead, which wouldn't be the case all those years because he actually goes back to uh, a decayed uh, Arkham. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's um, e- even even after the uncut came out, mm-hmm. there's still stuff that was written that that get got cut from the movie for time. Right. And there's some scenes that made it as far as the animatic phase. And I think some of this is on the DVD for the uncut version. I think that they have the the two scenes that you're talking about, Tommy, the the Jordan Price scene Mm -hmm. and um, which I which I think would have been good to include because I think it cements. Jordan a little bit more as the red herring. Right. Right. I I think I think he I think he's. The audience is reminded of him 
more often. I think that that right now that he's kind of you forget that he's there mm-hmm. no, you as do. a part of you the do. story. And and I like the eeriness, the perceived eeriness, because, I mean, you, you, you can't there's no talking in, in, in the Bruce Arkham sequence, mm-hmm. you know, but I think it would have been cool. This this is the one movie that I think that the 76 minute runtime, I think, does it a disservice. Yeah, a bit. Yeah. I think I think that, it ha- yeah, had they had some more, more to time to, to include those scenes and all. And this is something I found out looking into us, which which I can't believe I didn't know. But they released the screenplay okay. for, for this movie, the, the Paul Dini screenplay, like as a book, ah. um, which, uh, you know, I'm, I, I'm clamoring for stuff like that. I can't believe I didn't know it existed. But right. yeah, we talked about that. Yeah. In the screenplay, though. So the screenplay has like those scenes in there that were all cut out of the movie. And, and there's even some still like some dialogue changes that were done in the original draft that they still change for the uncut. And so yeah. all of that stuff is in the, is in that screenplay. Hmm. Okay. You know? Yeah. And it sounds like that, that there was a lot of like really cool stuff that, that, that we didn't get. And this is the first time, like I generally fall in the camp of like deleted scenes are cut for a reason. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> you know, right. like, like, yeah. like you don't need it necessarily, but there's a lot of these and I'm just like, man, it would have been so cool if that was in the movie. And like, right. <laughs> No, I, I I agree with you at that yeah. first part with the deleted scene in which Price, you get the nod that you get the inkling that he might be the Joker. But the second half of that I didn't like because he goes to see the body of the Joker that would died years ago and he's still there, just a skeleton with the with the uh jacket on still. Mm. Yeah, after That's, after fifty years. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That's yeah. like really no one's gonna uh, steal the body, do anything, and there's nobody's gonna, gonna do anything with the land. Yeah, yeah, right. That was yeah. And Arkham I, just I think, there I like think that there's ways hole. to play to play with that scene, but I like I like the idea of it. I like I like the idea of of Bruce going back to you know probably the most traumatic spot in his history since you know his parents dying in crime alley, right? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, probably. You know. Well, at least in that universe. Yeah. Yeah. But, and, and another thing that I noticed that was interesting to me, that was, that was, it made me think of other stuff that's come along since then was in the opening scene. Like when we first get introduced to the Joker, there's no, there's no signature laugh, right? There's no like mm-hmm. moment of him, you know, throwing his head back and cackling. He's just sort of upset. He kills Bong. And then he starts like, I'm tan and rested. And I'm getting right back to it. You know, that whole bit. It's great. And then, when they go to when he when he first appears at the 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 thing where Bruce is giving the speech, there's a bit where they have like a a a, a sound stinger and it's kind of like this it's kind of like distortionist like mm-hmm. it's kind of like a little bit of it's like off putting. It reminded me of the stuff we get in Dark Knight when Heath Ledger's Joker first appears, where it's that uh-huh. that mu- that music tag or whatever that or that disc you know that Discord tag. That they put in that basically put you, that basically is supposed to put you off kilter because the Joker that would you know would be that disturbing to you in real life is how I always took it right. But yeah. it, it's one of those things where I noticed it here and then he has the big you know has the big laugh right after it. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, but Christopher Nolan didn't watch this. Okay. No. no, I know. Yeah. I'm just saying. There's I'm no just way. saying it was one of those things where it was it was it was eerily you know familiar <laughs> to me from from that. Obviously, that wasn't even a, a glimmer in anyone's eye at that point. Jonathan yeah. Nolan might have watched it. Jonathan, yeah. yeah. No, you're 100% right Nolan about that, though. Clifton. I th- yeah. <laughs> I think actually Chad's are pretty good. Jonathan Nolan has seen it, but yeah. yeah. Right. But what I was going to go back to was when you mentioned the first, the, uh, how um, 
the Joker's reminded you of um, the Watchmen. What yes. I took from that is it's an interesting juxtaposition because Batman in his hay uh, influenced the youth. Right. Well, when he starts being Batman, the Joker influences youth. That's what mm. I saw this. That's 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 the that's yeah. the, uh, the switch I or mean, whatever that I saw. I that. mean, you could argue that it's it's a it's a it's a mirror image of the Sons of the Bat out of yes. Dark, uh, the Dark Knight <laughs> Returns. Yes, you could argue that, but I mean, it's one of those things where I, I I look at it more along the lines of yeah, I agree with you. It's, it's an interesting thing instead that there that Batman that the youth the rebellion movement went with the Joker instead of what would kind of be the establishment. But in Dark Knight, especially, Batman is played up as being Dark Knight Returns. Batman is definitely played as the anti-establishment hero, whereas Superman is like the 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 the, the, the toady man. for the, the toady. Yeah, the man, the toady for the government, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think about that sometimes too. I mean, that that's Frank. That's a hundred percent what I what I where I was thinking about sometimes too. Like sometimes I think about like what would I do like if I got Batman Beyond or something like that. Mm-hmm. And part of me does think like, would I do a Batman gang? And and part right. of it is like, yeah, of course, it feels like the obvious like. You know, there's a Joker gang, so of course we got to do a Batman gang, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of stupid for that reason, but but it is also but it is the nod to that the Sons of the Batman stuff from Dark Knight, right. which I do think is cool, True. too. Um, and the Joker gang is is clearly a, a bit of a nod to Akira, which has the clowns gag set set in uh-huh, Tokyo, yeah. right? There's yeah. a whole gang in Akira that paints their faces like clowns, and they're called mm. the clowns, and their leader is Joker, so he's a reference to joker it's like it's a back and forth reference mm, tribute. Yeah. yeah okay well that's a good point too because i because I, I i had forgotten about that entirely clifton but there's like the 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 beam like the destruction of the city right stuff too ah, like that's akira. all straight out of yeah. akira too yeah. right yeah. Like, there, there are definitely yeah. influences yeah yeah I, I, in rewatching that scene and again i remember i remember that the beam is obviously tearing like i remember that the chase scene on the on the bridge or the overpass i should say Right. I remember all that stuff. And then I had that moment of like, my God, there's a lot of collateral damage. No, I had the exact same thought watching it <laughs> this time where I made mm-hmm. it know like how many people died in right. that scene. There's just buildings going down left and right. Yeah, yeah it's vaporizing buildings left and right in that scene. They like, say just, that they say that in the commentary. Too. Yeah. <laughs> when you're watching it, they're like, they're like hey, all those buildings are empty, right? And they're like, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> right. right, exactly. That's what yes. you tell Every- standards and practices. Right. Yes. Yes. yes, everyone got out in time. Everyone got out. Well, well, there's one scene where like, it goes through a park and people are running. I'm like, those people did not get out of the way of that laser. Right. No, they not did not, remotely. clearly, did not get out of the way of that poor laser. So, but yeah, that, that was the one, like I said, that, that just the, that thing of like, I mean, it's a cool scene, but again, I didn't, it, when I started, like the total started to rack up in my head. I was like, oh my God, that's a lot. But you, you want to know what I love? I love that bit on the ship where it starts. Yeah. Right. And, and, and Terry, Terry as Batman is, is with Jordan. Mm-hmm. And like, and you just see the light from the windows come from the beam. And mm-hmm. I'm like, oh man, like it's so beautiful. Yeah. It's a it's good scene. It's so cool. There's some really like, there's some really good scenes in this whole, the entire thing. Like I, to one of my favorite sequences in all of, all of the Tim and, and uh, the Tim first stuff is the scene with the, the, the projector. Like, I think yeah. that scene when he, when he's like showing the home, like the quote unquote home movie, the Joker is mm-hmm. in the operating theater and Batman, they basically says this line about, you know, it's a kid in a Halloween costume, you know, cried out for mommy and daddy. That whole sequence to me is, is some of the best animated stuff that they ever got done. I think. Yeah. It's up there for me with like Heart of Ice. Like I think it's that well done. Because I think that the, light, the lighting on the Joker, the lighting on Batman, all of that sequence up to the point where he like, like I said, tosses him out onto the boxes. 
yeah. is just, oh my God, it's beautiful. It's horrifying. There's a lot of cool stuff. The, the the Joker intro scene is really cool too, where like he's kept in the dark, mm-hmm. you know, and, and they do like like neat stuff with his eyes to make him yep. look sinister. But like, yeah, I, I think there, there's some really, really cool lighting stuff in this movie that's um that's not like color scripting mm-hmm. either. Like like what I say in past episodes of like Scooby-Doo Mystery Incorporated, like, which is a great example of that, where you're adjusting the color to make it look like different colored lighting. And there's not a ton of that. It's just sort of like it's, it's drawing of shadows more in this than it is actually like, like adjusting. Oh no, actually, no, that's not true because there's, there's like the nightclub stuff, which is all like red and yellow and everything too. So forget what I'm saying. Uh, no, I said the nightclub. So that was what I was going to say. It was I was going to do the nightclub scene is, is definitely you know example of them playing with that stuff. I mean that and like the classic scene, you know, the classic bit of of uh, Terry being in the cockpit of the Batmobile. You know that whole playing yeah. with the reds and you know it's all red and black. I love that stuff. It's, yeah. I mean, and I say classic when the fact that you know it was establishing in that establishing that show in the Batcave. The Batcave is always kind of purpley. Mm-hmm. yeah i don't know what i'm talking about forget no, what i no, said you're not. <laughs> i always love the rave scenes though i forgot how many rave scenes there were in this movie yeah, yeah, I always loved the Batman beyond raves mm-hmm. i have a fun uh rave scene uh uh note that i don't know okay. tommy do you know do you know what i'm talking about um which part you're talking about um with the lava lamp when he kicks it no, so there, there's a there's a funny note about the about the there's a big lava lamp set piece. No, right. you told me this. No, you it replaced something. It, it was right? right. So 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 for for the listeners, it's a big lava lamp set piece, like in the nightclub where all these mm-hmm. scenes are taking place, right? And but it was originally supposed to be like a slushy machine. Yes, you told me this a long time <laughs> yeah, ago. Yeah, it was supposed funny. to be a slushy machine, and then standard of practices were like, well, we don't want it to look like that they're drinking. So and they're like, all right, mm-hmm. we'll turn it into right. a lava lamp. Yeah, yeah, it's a. <laughs> It's a giant margarita machine. Yeah. <laughs> which, which actually makes more sense, but sure. Right. <laughs> yeah, which I thought that was really cool, too. I'm like, oh, I yeah. wish that was in there. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. If anybody's been to Vegas, yeah, they definitely would have went with the slushy machine as opposed to the lava lamp. Yeah. yeah. Which is absurd <laughs> not to see anybody in a nightclub drinking. Right. <laughs> but it's so. funny because they don't have that. Um, but they're high schoolers, that, though. They're, they're too busy True. dancing. Yeah. Yeah. But no, but it's funny because <laughs> they don't they don't worry about that in. um. Superman, the animated series, when um, Batman and Superman, when he's showing him the kryptonite, he throws it in the yeah. drink. Right. Yeah. Oh, it's a great sequence, too. I love that yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love that's what that I was like, too. Yeah. Batman goes shake down some guys at a go-go club. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Girls in but the I cage, love yeah. so, but, but in the Return of the Joker sequence, I love the transition of that, where we're in the Batcave and Terry's with Bruce and, you know, and he's like, who sleeps anymore? And then it's like cut to the cut to the club where he's like out like Pass in a booth mm-hmm. and yeah <laughs> which was you know that was terry and dana's relationship where he or she was it, it, it hit me that watching this that she's she's so much more of a mary jane character than mm-hmm. i realized right just without really the chances to be like kind of sweet unfortunately i think mm-hmm. yeah does that make sense she well, puts I mean, up with a lot of stuff. That that was what I was gonna say. She's she's very long suffering. She puts up with a lot of nonsense. She does yeah. <laughs> with no explanation, right? And we don't really get none. we don't really get a payoff until like after I think the the thing we we finally get a moment of it is like in is it epilogue? Yeah, in the Justice League episode. Yeah, yeah. That's about the only, that's the only place I can think of where it finally is like you know where when when you're told that they're no longer together, you kind of understand why. Yeah. Well, t- to know? me, I thought they weren't supposed to be together, especially when he goes after. Um, 
what's the name from the um I think ten from the um Royal Flesh Gang. Mm-hmm. So for them being betrothed seemed weird. Weird. Yeah, Melanie. Yes. Melanie from from the Royal Flesh Gang. Ten. Yeah. yeah. Ten. Right. Yeah, she's great. I yeah, like Melanie. Their, <laughs> yeah, I like her better yeah. than um than Dana. Dana. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we all did. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Well, we I, I guess it's supposed to be the whole um you know I guess Catwoman dichotomy thing. Kind right. of. Yeah. 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 And then, and then this is, and then this, you can tell me if I'm, if this, I think my last influence or last, you know, lasting echo from this is, yeah, there's a scene where it's the, the, they're in the Batcave, it's, it's Terry and Bruce. And he's basically, Terry's put it all together. He's he basically has the moment after he's like, why didn't he destroy it? You know, he, he, the only costume he destroyed was a Robin costume in, in the, in the cabinet. Right. Mm-hmm. And he looks, you know, and um, if you're familiar at all with the Batman who laughs stuff, and, and the extension beyond that, and when basically the Batman who laughs becomes a much, you know, multiverse threat, and you deal with the the the, the other the Robins, you know, that basically Terry looks at Bruce and you know he's saying the thing about the the, the costume in the cabinet, and he says, "Hey, you know, I, I I hate to say it, but I think your Robin has turned to a bitter old crow." It's a good line, and that's what that's what the 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 Jokerized Robins are. In, oh. Yeah, yeah, it's a direct, it's a direct pull. It's a current, the Robin um, King or whatever it is. Yeah, the, well, there's, there's the, the Robin okay, King. Yeah. And there's, there's like at one point the Batman who laughs has like various multiverse Robins, and he's basically like Tim. Again, spoiler: like Tim is Jokerized mm-hmm. and turned him into the Crows. That's basically like his like his, they've got him on. He's like they're basically like these Jokerized Robins. They're terrified looking on chair, like they're on chains or chained up, and they're the Crows. Right, and it never it never occurred to me until I rewatched this. I was like, "Oh wow, I wonder if that's where you know, if Snyder pulled that from here." And the Had Joker looks like the Crow mm-hmm. in this yeah. movie. Yeah, there's some of that too. <laughs> yeah, I love the Joker design in this. Too. Oh, I do yeah, too. I like I, I like too. the the all black bus yeah. cut. Like, yeah, it's with the hints of purple. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. it was it was an interesting take to adapt him to the future world that they had created, but still make him be clearly the Joker, right? yeah. and not like too much of a new future world. It was an right. interesting yeah. choice. But yeah, that was the one that I was like, oh wow, that's that's more recent than anything. Is that you know, it's it could be like you said, Tommy, it could be a direct pull from this. Yeah, especially with the outfit they give because he has what doesn't he have a cloak of uh, clo- uh like looks like a crow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, well, the the crows themselves look like look like they they got like a traditional like Robin, you know, Dick Grayson short pant Robin look to them. But then like the Robin King is much more of a you know like a, t- a further extension of that. So again, I could just see where the seeds of the idea might have come from, and it never no. occurred to me until I rewatched it. No, right. no, I think it's spot on with the um the co- well well where it can come from. Yeah, because I didn't even well. th- I didn't even pull that from there. Yeah. yeah, and and I know Snyder would have been a fan of this stuff. Well, I mean, yeah, the way the, yeah. the stuff that he the stuff that he leans into for Batman, I would see, I would, I could imagine that of all the Joker stuff because he's done a lot of Joker stuff, mm-hmm. that this wouldn't be something that he, you know, has watched before. Yeah, I could be wrong, but yeah, those are the ones that. And again, like I said, what, but something I do have to say that before we before we get into anything else, I am stunned at how boring the credit the opening credits are from a technical standpoint. <laughs> right. I cannot believe that 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 they did all this great work and all these designs and everything, and they just sort of punted on the credits. Like as cool as like the opening is for Batman Beyond, yeah, right. As cool like as cool a sequence that is, and how story you know that was put together and everything, and for them to just be like, yeah, credits. It's Batman Return mm-hmm. of the Joker. It's done I by like this the music, person. Though. 
it, the, the only good. thing I can think is that, like, at the time, that's what movie opens kind of were. Right. Like, mm. Movie opens weren't fancy. So, right. like, that they were trying to be cinematic by making it understated. But in comparison to their, their excellent show open, it it's just comes off lackluster. They talk about it in the show, com- in the movie commentary. Mm-hmm. And, and and it's it's one of those situations. There was plans to do something more grandiose. Right. And just they, they and they ran out of time. And so and so they did okay. it that way. Right. They just kind of had the black background and the white letters and everything, which they should have had Darwin Cook do something on his kitchen again. I That's know, how they, they made the original <laughs> opening. It was great. They should yeah, have. put the Joker and the Lazy Susan again and get yeah. it done. It was yeah. awesome. I agree. But no, what I was because I was thinking about it and it was one of those things where one of my biggest regrets about this, granted, I saw it when it first came out. I was telling Zach the story today about my roommate at the time we worked together at the comic shop, had picked up and fl- flipped through the, the, the comic adaptation. It was like, oh, and I was like, what? And he's like, I just really wish I hadn't seen that scene. <laughs> and it was the scene with, with, with Tim <laughs> in, the, in, the, in the flashback. But I, it was a moment where we were talking about, um, oh, just the idea that I, one of the biggest regrets I have about this is the fact that we never got, as far as I know, it's never been theat- like in a major, like a movie theater release. Right. I would love to see this, you know, blown up on a big screen and seen in a theater. Yeah. And I, it's one of those things when I think about the, the openings for, I mean, granted the opening for um, Mass of the Phantasm and all that, you know, it's not all, it's not fancy, but it's still something, they put time, like it's, I think it's all computer stuff, right? Yeah, well, well, that was the reverse. That was the complete inverse of this. That was straight to video. And then once they found out they were getting theatrical, they got mm-hmm. a little bit extra money and then they did uh, the, the CG sequence afterward. Okay. Because right. yeah, I, I, granted, I don't, I wouldn't want that. I, I, but I, again, like I said, even if we had just gotten like the Batman Beyond open with Return of the Joker, I would have been happier than just like, yeah, it's Batman, it's Batman Beyond Return of the Joker. Yeah. <laughs> The credits are like, yeah. again, from just, just from a technical standpoint. I mean, I mean, the moral of the story of this is that like, like other people had their hands in this stuff and, mm-hmm. and it sounds like, you know, even still, even after the version we got that there was still a lot that, that, that they wanted to do that they couldn't, mm-hmm. uh, but I'm with you. I think, I think that, you know, a uh, 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 sequence that would have been more in line with the awesome Batman Beyond open for the mm-hmm. show would be cool, but. But with Tommy, though, I think the music's great. Yeah, I do, too. I mean, this is one of my favorite scores ever. I have the CD for the score, and I like that, you know, the, the movie's very much uh, a, a mixed bag of both eras. And I like right. that the music reflects that, that it's, you know, you get the rock elements and you get the orchestral stuff and it's kind of mixing together in spots. Mm-hmm. Who was it that scored this one? Uh, this, this was the, the guys that did the show. So it was Christopher Carter and, um, and I'm blanking on all the other names of it's two other people. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> uh, Lolita Manis, I think. Okay. Yeah. I think she was on it as well. Yeah. It's a, it's an awesome score. Great, mm. great score. Yeah. It's a good movie. It's a really, really good. It's movie. a great movie. I like also, I like that Terry's able to get to the Joker in a way that Bruce can't. Or hasn't, you know what I mean? In that fight, mm-hmm. in, the, in the end fight. That's something I, mean, I was thinking about today. I was going to say that, um, yeah, the, the idea that Tom and I were talking about earlier. But yeah, I agree. That I like the I like the ending of it, and I don't like the ending of it. Like that's one okay. of my that's that's one of the moments where I'm kind of like, I, you know, even watching it today, I was kind of like, eh. But Tom and I were talking about the idea that that if you squint hard enough, you you could still think as watching it today, it still holds up as a quote unquote future story, where a lot of future stories don't always hold up as well. Mm-hmm. 
But in watching it again today, I, I, I get the idea that, that Terry gets at him through, you know, being, you know, mocking him. Because obviously, we don't really have that with, with Bruce. Bruce doesn't really mock him. But I, I just, it's one of those things where I, I, you know, I like the ending of it. But at the same time, I've never really been satisfied with it. I still don't, it's one of those things where clearly from a writing standpoint, the idea that Ace is just in the car, like happens to be in the Batmobile with him and happens to be there and happens to bite through that metal thing mm-hmm. to free him has never worked for me. I've never understood oh. why Ace is there. Right. Other than we need a way for Terry to get out Other of this. Other than that. Guys. Yeah. Other than, uh, other than we need him to serve story. So, like when he makes the concerted effort to take Ace, I was wondering like, what's he need Ace for? And then the only <laughs> thing I could think of is it's because of the splice joker, the hyena. Right. Because that's who he six Ace on. So I think that was the explanation. But I was wondering too. I'm like, it's a little conspicuous. Yeah. Right. That was know. my only thing. Well, I took it as basically this is the only backup Terry's ever going to get. So why should yeah. I away from it? Terry's always done it by himself. So that's his Robin, so to speak. As kind somebody of, yeah. that can take the heat off him while he can attack specific people to move on. But right. to me, this is the most Spider-Man he's ever been. Mm-hmm. Um, with, the, with the quips and the, um, the way to um, disarm the, um, the main villain in order to get at him yeah. while he's right. worried about what he's saying. But, well, um, it, works for me, it works for me because of one line. Okay. Because he says, he says, you're not funny, Joker. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. the one where I'm like, yep, that would get to him. That would mm-hmm. 100% get to him. Sure, yeah. you know. Yeah, but I just like the fact that it emphasizes his obsession with the original Batman. It sort of brings him down a notch, mm. in the sense that it was more so a. It, it just made me feel that it was more so a thing between Batman and I mean, well, Joker and and Batman, and that other people are inconsequential. But what's weird to me too is, it's this Batman doesn't care if people die villainous <laughs> right because if you look at the series barely anybody survives terry <laughs> true it's like it's a one in some cases it's almost a one and done like when terry confronts somebody uh, nine times out of ten they're not walking away from it somebody's picking up a body bag for said villain <laughs> right yeah but yeah that was, I, I mean i like that line zach i like the line of the uh, you know you're not funny joker i it, it almost is like I almost had been, you know, something along the lines of from Mad Love. Remember the bit where, where Joker gets upset with the idea that he, you know, he, he freaks out on Harley and says, it's not funny if you have to explain it yeah. or something along yeah. those lines. So, it's, I, I get what you're saying, but like I said, I still, even today, I was still like, yeah, I, I, I think the ending could have used another pass. Very well, very well could be. I just like, I mean, I think that there's some strong elements to that. Like I said, like, like I like that you're not funny, Joker, but I like that he strips it down. To also being that like you're kind of hacky, yeah. Like like you you're, like your your whoopee cushions and mm-hmm. and, <laughs> and stuff right. like and your joy buzzers. Yeah, yes. and, I, and I like that it's like you're a comedian, really, yeah. and like and you're doing this kind of sticky stuff. Yeah, and 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 it is like I've never quite heard that when when the common, especially in the '90s, was like the Joker's scary, right? Sure. And he and oh, he's sure. a sadistic killer and everything like that. And this. And this, as far as the animated goes, was like the farthest we've ever gotten to that. Right. You know, to that point. And I, yeah, I just, I like that aspect of it. I like those elements to it. Yeah. Mm. Well, I see it as just the younger generation. As we get older, stuff like, let's say, for example, stuff that we would be rated as PG-13 wouldn't rank as that brutal with the younger generation because they've seen far worse. Mm. So to show them something that somebody did in the 70s and be like, what, that was scary? 
Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, right I see that every morning before I go to school. They, so, they yeah. did worse than some of the animated DC stuff that came out like last year. Yeah. Yeah. Like like By some comparison. of that stuff, like 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 Apocalypse War and stuff like that. Like there's some yeah. there's some junk in that that I'm like, oh god. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That would have yeah. been edited out yeah. when this dropped. But I think the emotional core, like like I, that that's the real um that's where it really digs in the knife, so to speak. Pardon the pun, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But like is is the emotional stuff, is what he does to Robin and how he gets to Batman and stuff like that. And I think that that's as emotional and that's as hard hitting is really anything that they've done too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you I mean, we, we escaped that the biggest um, elephant in the room with this series. Mm-hmm. We, we basically get a Joker that tortures children. Yeah. 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 I mean, this it's definitely a step farther. I mean, I think it's as bad as him, you know, beating Jason to the death practically with the, with the crowbar. Mm-hmm. This is, I would say this is worse. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Cause you not know, only this... does he beat him. Not only does he beat Robin. Right. He electrocutes him. And then he mm-hmm. puts the Joker serum on. Right. Well, and there, there's, I mean, I haven't read the new, like, Batman the animated series, like Batman Adventures Continue stuff, the, the, mm-hmm. the, the, I guess the sequel series, the revisiting of Batman animated series and comic books that they're doing now that Deanie's doing with Ty Templeton and right. stuff like that. So I don't know if that ties into Return of the Joker at all or not. So far, no. Not what I've read. It has but, but I'm curious what like what the moments after the flashback sequence would have been like. Like Joker's dead. He's done this stuff to Tim. And then there's that hmm. line where Barbara says that like the only person we told was my father, the original Commissioner Gordon and stuff like that. Right. And and Tommy, like you going like he's torturing kids. That made me go like, wow, what was that conversation with Batman and Gordon like? Sure. When he yeah. came into the aftermath of that. <laughs> well, the other thing yeah. is the fact that, that they mentioned they make a they make a point. I, I paid attention to this. they make a point of saying he was with the Joker for three weeks. He was gone. Like yeah. they couldn't find him for three weeks. And then he was with Leslie for a year. Yep. Right. To try and get better. Like that was the one that got me. I was like, wow. Uh, so Leslie was working with Tim for a year after this 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 trauma to try and, you know, get some kind of normalcy back in his life. Yeah. That, I mean, that's another one. I'm like, how do you, you know, how would that have played out? Yep. Yeah. So, but no, going back to what Zach was saying, how can Gordon, knowing that Batman, <laughs> right, put Robin in this position and this is the outcome, how mm-hmm. do you allow that to occur from right. that point forward? Is that, the, is that the end of Robin's from that point forward in that universe? I'd imagine you know, from from what we know so far, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think Barbara says he doesn't take anyone until Terry. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. He doesn't and take he anyone until Terry. I mean, at at that point, like Damien didn't exist, and yes, and Harper Rowe and Cassandra, all of the like, none of those characters were created in the books at that point. I mean, Cassandra might have been out maybe the year before this was released, but certainly not when it was when it was in production. And then you have Barbara. After yeah. seeing that. Does Barbara put on the tights again? Because <laughs> after that, yeah, there's a lot to play with still. I think. Yeah, well, I mean, because you know? the other thing is like what I was gonna say was the fact that he they even mentioned the fact that it sounds like Tim wanted to go back out. Yeah, yeah. And Bruce was like, "No, <laughs> yeah, you're yeah, done. Awesome outright. Yeah, you're right. done. Yeah. yeah, you're done." And they, and I would imagine like he said that to him like, "You're done," and then I'm not like you said, I'm not taking anybody else on. Yeah. yeah. So good movie. Check it yeah. out. 
Return of the Joker is awesome. <laughs> there was one thing, like going back to the plot of, of how Joker did put the serum and the chip in, in Tim to kind of mm-hmm. resurrect himself later. Going back to the very early in the movie when, when Terry says, Jokers are splicing now, talking about the hyena. I caught it mm. this time and thought, is that them like tipping it? Is that them foreshadowing sure. that, Could be. Uh, yeah. that that's what yeah. Joker is this time? Right. Right. Is he yeah. basically a splice? Yeah. That's yeah. a good pull. Yeah, that's a good point, too. I like also when that little chip gets destroyed, there's like a little smiley face. Yeah. <laughs> like in the design where like the yeah. chips that remain is like kind of a smiley face. Yeah. Before it. It explodes or fizzles out like yeah like the mission impossible like self-destruct thing <laughs> well i mean well there's that and there's the one when he's he's talking about you know what target hit first right because there's a little bit of that too when he's making the it looks like it, it could be uh, like i thought for a minute it was going to be a smiley face when he was doing the targets oh, of the like, targeting sites yeah yeah, yeah. Of like the, his, his you know dana or the hospital or his mom and his brother or or all three yep. you know when he says that but yeah, I like that for me is, is one of those. And I'm trying to think what was the other one. There was something else around that scene. I thought, let me look at my notes real quick. But yeah, I oh, that's what it was. The idea that they, um, they, you know, they obviously they set up the red herring of Jordan Price and then they bring in Tim. And then even then after you, after he's been, he's seen, you know, he knows that Tim is working with the Joker. They still give you another moment of like, oh, wow, the big reveal is not just that he's working with him. He is. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. he is the Joker. I thought is I've always enjoyed that reveal. I think that one, you know, because again, it kind of as an audience, you kind of like, oh, okay, well now I know he's working with. Him. That's too bad. <laughs> and then it turns out, oh no, he is indeed, you know, right. the Joker. I've always liked that too. Would have been nice to get Dick in the movie though. Sure. Oh, well. <laughs> yeah. 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 Sure would have. We just get one line. Dick yeah. Grayson left to you know. Uh, establish himself in another city, which again, you know, in the nineties, I think, I think nineties Batman is kind of all over this movie in a, in a, in a weird way too. I mean, mm-hmm. at that point, you know, Dick Grayson would have, was Nightwing in Bloodhaven, you know, right. in, in, in a series that was, you know, still going very strong at that point. At that point. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, we do get the other line about, well, Nightwing's got some stories too. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah. Ugh. That, what is that? Yeah, mean? I want to know what that's all about, too. But yeah, I mean, j- just the aspects, too, of like of Bruce being cold and really like kind of distant from from the rest of the Bat family and stuff like that. Like, I mean, that stuff's like like never completely went away. No, it's still very much here. But I mean, but that was a big staple of 90 stories. Well, yeah, that was the thing was he was you like know? the he was definitely the bat like the bat jerk in yeah. a lot of the stuff that he was in whether yeah. it was justly or whatever. And then, you know, like, you know, various writers have come along to try and like turn the sort of tone that down and put it more. I think Morrison does a lot of heavy lifting with it. Cause the idea mm-hmm. that Morrison has is the idea that he's always, the idea of a Batman family is not new. There's always been people around him, whether it's Alfred or Leslie or, you know, Dick or whoever right. that he's, you know, he has this whole image of, I'm like, I'm here up on this rooftop by myself. And then you, you know, obviously it's not, it's never just, he's never up there by himself. Yeah. In in the books, I mean, like, you know, ultimately, like, he would go to adopt Dick Grayson and Tim Drake and stuff like that and everything. They would actually be, like, his adopted children mm-hmm. down the line and everything. But, yeah, I mean, but when this came out, like, in the books, I mean, like, there was still, like, the, the tension with him and Dick Grayson and, you know, and stuff like that. And, and you know, it, and it seemed like almost like Tim didn't even know how much if Bruce, like, really liked him. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. 
And 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 so I mean, it, there is a there is a, a a scent of that in this movie a little bit that it is a little bit of a creature of its time a bit. Not in a bad way. I'm just saying, I'm, you know, just acknowledging that it's there. Is this a question for you, Zach? Is this? Do you think this is around? Was it? Was it six hundred? Is that the one where they have the fight? Where Bruce and, and Dick fight? Yeah. I th- I mean, it's pretty close, right? Wouldn't it be? Yeah, Wouldn't it be right at the same time. Yeah. In the, ba- in the Batman fugitive storyline stuff? Yeah. yeah. I mean, pretty close. It's right around. The- so, again, it's one of those things where, you know, they take Bruce about as far as they can with him. Not, instead of him being straight villain, but still being a straight jerk, they take it about as far as they possibly can up to the point of like 600, I would say. Yeah. It's a great scene. So, one of my favorites. It's a terrific one. one Comic Daniels, right? Yeah. Yeah. Good yeah. stuff. But this is a solid movie. This is a really, really great one. I really like, you know, um, I remember a lot of this movie and then there were some I forgot too that, you know, it still surprised me a little bit again. It had been a couple of years since I've seen it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. All right. So to cool down, um, what we're going to do is we're going to name a character from the Timverse that we would all like to see return like in Batman Beyond Time. Right. But first, let me remind you listeners to please don't forget to subscribe to our show on whatever platform you find us. And please. Uh, leave us a like and give us a review. It would really help us out too. If you subscribe to the YouTube channel as well, we would really appreciate it. So, all right. So cool down. Which Tim vs. character do you want to see in Batman Beyond? So I'm going to go to Tommy to start off. Who do you want? No, uh, I was going to say Nightwing. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's the most obvious one I would think. Yeah. Yep, definitely. Never got him. No, not even the inkling. Oh, oh no. Other than this movie. We right. don't get um, even what he did, how he influenced uh, in the direct relation to Gotham. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Yeah, I think the funny thing about that is the, that in, um, like, we barely get him in in um, in the animated at all, really. Like, we don't see him in just, we saw him, like, the, I remember, mm-hmm. were we watching this together, Zach, or do we, like, geek out at about the same time about it? The fact that it's in um, Grudge Match, right? Where they basically go over the, over the bridge and you see him in shadow and silhouette. I you had watched it the night before, and then, and then watched it with me for the, when I was. saw it for the first time. <laughs> that's that's and, what and it I was. saw the red skies, and I was like, "Are we in Gotham?" And then you were like, "Wait!" Yeah. <laughs> and then we get yep. the panoramic thing with Nightwing in the shadows. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's it, and that's it. That's all you get. Which I, you know, I'm like, I, and I was wondered. It was, you know, it's a question I'd love to have answered. The idea of like, what was the, what was the, the. The, you know, it sounds like it's almost like a moratorium on Nightwing. I never really understood why we didn't get more of him. Yeah, that that's the big. Well, I mean, like we, we really don't even get him that much in the season that he's introduced. And I think mm-hmm. just at the time that maybe the writers didn't, you know, have have ideas for him. I don't know. I'm, I'm you know, guessing right. that, you know. For, for right. I've read a lot of Bruce Tim interviews, and and from what I can gather, is he tends to prefer like the Batman Alone stuff, mm-hmm. you know, right? But yeah, I mean, there's been like that long rumor forever that that when Justice League was on, that there was like that the 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 Bat embargo that they called it, where right, you know, Teen Titans was was a, another show going on at the same time, and the Batman was going on at the same time as Justice League, and so they they were really funny about. You know, we don't want we don't want like a lot of the Batman villains to show up in Justice League. So that's why like Joker's in until like season two and then doesn't show up again. Right. Right. And so so that's the rumors that like the reason we don't get Nightwing and those guys is because there was a Teen Titans show where Dick Grayson was. And, you know, I don't know. Uh, 
Yeah. Yeah. Nightwing would be a good one. So, all right. So, Clifton, you want to go next or Frank? I can go. Okay. okay. So, one is an idea I had. I, I do know they've touched on this in, the, in one of the comics later, in mm-hmm. the Justice League Beyond comic by uh, Derek Friedhoffs and Ben Caldwell. That was from 2012 or so. But going back to the episode we have of Batman Beyond that has a Justice League Beyond, mm-hmm. where it's older Superman and, and a Green Lantern and an Aqua Girl. Yeah, right. Uh, I thought another fun addition of somebody who could be around is Shazam at that time. Yes. Mm, yeah. I love your Shazam idea. <laughs> in the comics, they touch on it and they do a different spin on it. They do an interesting spin where in the comics, what I know is, is when he does show up in uh, Justice League Beyond number 24, he's still around by way of of some sort of magic snafu that's like all of the people powered by the wizard Shazam, including Shazam are kind of combined into one person ah. and, and different ones come out hmm. when the magic word is said. So like, it could be Shazam. It could be Billy. It could be black Adam. It could be the wizard. That's cool. But my idea that I had from that episode back when it was first on was that you have Shazam and just still Billy Batson, except Billy Batson would be 80 years old. Ah. So it would be like an old man who says the magic word and, and becomes the young, idyllic superhero. Nice. So Isn't that it's great? kind of like a, it's like a reverse <laughs> power fantasy instead of a right. you know, yeah. kid imagining how great it is to be grown up. It's an old man remembering how great it is to be young. It's so fantastic. Great. This no, is one of my it. favorite Clifton ideas ever. I'm like, yes, they should have actually, they should have done that. And, and I, I, I just imagine Billy, like 60 year old Billy is kind of like, like a, a jovial, like playful old man. Right. Like he's still mm-hmm. got the same good nature and yeah. sense of humor. Right. <laughs> just a no, jolly a old one. man. Yeah. I like it. I just, yeah, I love the flip on that, that, that it, now he's an older man, like, you know, bringing his youth to like the, the saying of, of, of youth is wasted on it, you know, right. <laughs> right. Uh, right? <laughs> yeah. Youth is wasted on the young. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Oh man. <laughs> I love that idea so much. <laughs> All right, Frank, who do you got? I know this is going to sound like a, an idea out of left field, but hear me out. Mm-hmm. I like the idea of, because we get, we get Raish, and Raish is one of those characters, obviously, that I was always wanted to see what would, you know, I always like when Raish pops up and stuff beyond, no pun mm-hmm. intended, um, the main Batman stuff. They've done like a, a Raish story with Legion, and I always thought that was kind of interesting to see, mm-hmm. you know, a thousand years in the future, what Raish would be doing. I wanted to see, and this is going to sound weird, I wanted to see the character Baby Doll show up in Batman Beyond. Okay, <laughs> because I like the idea of like where you know they they do some interesting weird kind of stuff in that last season when they bring her in. I think there's like what two episodes? There's the introduction and then there's one with her and Croc, right? Yeah. And I like the character and I like the idea of it. And I would love to see the idea of, you know, of where where in 60 years this character is because the fact that, you know, she's stuck, <laughs> you know, being at that age and at that size. But obviously, her mind is still going. And I was like the idea of seeing what, you know, semi, I mean, granted, she's not immortal, but it's also one of those things of, I wonder how that would have played out and what she would be up to because the, just the juxtaposition of Terry being a young Batman and Bruce being an old man versus this, you know, this poor girl who's trapped and still being, you know, a little girl, little girl size. Right. Right. Mm. Yeah. But she's yeah. got an 80 year old brain, basically. Right. And there's right. Right. Brain. Right. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's, that is from out of left field, but, but you've sold me on it. Yeah, I was, <laughs> you know, I thought it'd be kind of cool to see her pop up again. Yeah, so yeah, right. nah, uh, to me, it creeped me out. 
Oh, sure. she's creepy. Don't get me wrong. No, she was no, a creepy. no, no, was... no. I mean, it, it, it's because of Clifton, man. I'm thinking oh. of Kira still. It, it, okay. You see the old lady, the old girl, the old, the little girl you know, that all turns the, old. All the children with the powers. Yeah, mm-hmm. was it Pajiri or something? Where she's yeah. just the old lady. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's why. I, I get your concept. I love the concept, but unfortunately, Clifton's idea of um, Akira put her in a hover chair. Right. Yeah, <laughs> still permeates through that. Yeah, and that, I got gosh, you. It, just, it looks like a stroller. That, it's got to yes. look like a stroller. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, it creeped me out. Jeez. Oh, this is so oh. great. Yeah, <laughs> this is good. so great. Um, I'm I'm gonna need some spotting on this one. So okay. you know, everybody help me out, Frank. I I, I know you've read this stuff. Uh, okay. Mine's gonna be a little bit out of left field too. I'm gonna go with Jonah Hex. Okay, that <laughs> okay. was one of my right? choices too. That yeah, was one of my because, choices as well. So he shows up at Batman the Animated Series, but he's also a Justice League Unlimited in that in in the in the time travel. Right. episode in, in part one where they go into the old west and then mm-hmm. and ironically part two is in the batman beyond time right but what i like about in that bit is when you see jonah hex like jonah hex like recognizes the time travel right technology and everybody's like how do you know what this is and he's like i've, I've led an interesting life mm-hmm. right and so for right. that frank i'm just gonna say go i'm gonna let you do it <laughs> so basically what it, at one point right around crisis in in, in 86 DC decided that, I don't know, I've never gotten the backstory on it, but DC decided for whatever reason that Jonah Hex was, as a Wild West character, right, was kind of, I don't know if he was just kind of tired or they wanted to try something new. And Jonah Hex gets bumped, like basically shunted forward into kind of a dystopian future, <laughs> kind of like Batman Beyond. Right. So, so basically he has like, I think it's like a, a the series lasts maybe like 13 or 14 issues. It might have gone a little longer. I'm not sure. But at the end of it, there's a point where he basically, and then one point he runs into Metamorpho from the like the Justice League Europe. There's a there's a bit with that where they touch on that that universe or that, that those stories. But eventually he 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 finds his body in an old in a, in a Wild West like in, in in a storage unit, like kind of like a big a museum kind of a thing where he runs from the future. He runs into his body from the past, and he's like, "Well, I guess I get back to the West because that's yep. where I end up." <laughs> so. Yeah. You know, and then they fold him back into being a Western character after this, this, you know, this attempt to reboot him in the future. Yeah. So I think, it, yeah, Jonah X was on my list and I thought it was okay. a, a cool idea, but cool. I, I was kind of, I think it would work perfectly. Yeah. There's a precedent for it, clearly. Like, mm-hmm. like, and, and, and it sounds like that they, that they acknowledged it a little bit. They hinted at it. Right. Uh, when he popped up. So, so yeah. So thank you for that. Yes, Frank. You're welcome. Right. No I, th- I think it's cool. So, <laughs> yeah. So, all right. So tell us guys your experience with watching return of the Joker. What did you love? What was your favorite scene? Tell us in the comments, be sure to suggest the topic for the show while you're there. Also, please make sure to give us a like and leave us a review on whatever platform you may find us. As always, you can find links and examples to everything we talk about on let me know how it is.com. And don't forget to like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash let me know how it is and follow us on Twitter at our show's initials L M K H I I. Thanks for listening. And we will catch you next time.